Podcast. Asian hate. Yeah. Do you get any of that in the hospitals? Me personally, or where does, it have- does the racism or hate go so hard that when they see an Asian doctor trying to help them, do they go, "Hey, fuck you, give me somebody else. I don't want your kind." I mean, nearly. it happens all the time, but not to me personally. What? Mm-mm. I've never. I had it maybe. Wait, wait. It more. happens all the time. It happens all the time. That's the part I'm what about? Yeah. But this is during COVID. This is before COVID. Before COVID. Wait, yeah. so someone's fucking in the hospital and they like, need I don't help like you. and I they're don't dying. Like this yeah, racism happens all the time between these walls. But it, it goes that deep where this is person is here to save your life and probably one of the only people oh, who yeah. can. And they'll and they'll say nope. Islamophobia, female doctors. People who don't trust women doctors, people who don't trust a doctor wearing a hijab, people who don't trust black doctors, people who don't trust white doctors, people who don't trust Asian doctors, people who don't trust any doctor, people who don't trust doctors. I, I only see, you know, if then if you don't trust doctors, why are you showing up at a hospital? I mean, you had no choice. Yeah, no choice. The, <laughs> the, the ambulance brings you over, and then like, I don't trust doctors. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, then you, you know, can leave. I mean, I personally have never been attacked uh, um, verbally or physically. Um, no, that's not true. I haven't been attacked physically for being Asian American. I have been attacked verbally for being Asian American only when I did not do something because I knew it was going to harm the patient, but they wanted it. And I said, like, nope, if I give it to you, you're going to die. And then they go into the whole racist tire. Or uh, I discharge them and they don't want to leave because they want that like drunk that can really hurt them. Mm-hmm. And then I know it's like, you got to go home because you're going to catch COVID you know, by staying right. in longer or something like the equivalent. And then they become racist. I mean, by... The unilateral, like I walk in and it automatically is like, oh, you're Asian, I can't do that. I, just because it didn't happen to me personally doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I am a six foot one, cisgendered, heterosexual man from New York who sets high boundaries and takes no shit. And I know how I speak, the eloquence in my voice and how to communicate with the patient. I know how to get down into it before it ever happens so that people don't even have an opportunity, let alone are thinking it. So you manage the expectations and you set clear boundaries. It's a presence. The R I walk in and I just like, you know, they know this is not the ER where they can just take advantage of me. So I set those boundaries high in the very beginning. You, I mean, it's from ER, the, the show, set the pace. You set the pace, Carter. Mm. I, when I go in and I set the pace. So thankfully, I've never been a victim of physical violence. I mean, yes, I've been physically involved. Invo- Outside and, of attacked. the... No, in the ER. I've been physically attacked in the ER. What? But not for racism. You're asking through the racism. Right, right. No, just similarly, they just don't want to just punch people. Yeah, that happens every day. Like <laughs> that's every day of my life. That's normal? The jacket people... I brought is ripped in half because of another patient. I had to stitch it together. Like, that's... That's... Nor- that's unfortunately... And that's, the, that, and that's also another indication of what's wrong in our system, that we allow people to assault healthcare workers mm. without, with impunity. With impunity. We, it's considered a felon, but which one of us are going to have the time to file charges? I di- I've done it because I'm per diem. I have a lot of time, so I did it. You, know, you can't do that to doctors and, or healthcare workers or to my nurse. I've done it for other nurses. I've filed reports. I have the time to. But a lot of my colleagues, they are morally injured. The last thing you want to do is fill up more paperwork and more paper on top of more paperwork and then get brought in because you're, you're causing trouble. I'm saying this in quotes by the hospital and he's like, are you sure you want to do this? And put us in blast and everything. And it's really like, and they're full time. So there's yeah. leverage. Yeah. I'm per diem. I lose nothing. You just don't yeah. give me sh- shifts. Fine. Are Asian doctors treated differently? It depends. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what it is in that industry, how it feels like, but we were talking earlier and, you know, some people have to go into certain fields and, they have to prove that they're American enough. If I wanted, it depends on where you are, what city you're in, what part of the country you're in. But if I have to generalize, if you're going to you know, really put me against the wall and generalize, yes, Asian American uh, healthcare workers are treated 
extremely differently. The press gainy or the whatever the, the the feedback survey scores are generally lower for Asian Americans. Why is that? Uh, than for white uh, doctors and healthcare workers. Why do you think that is? Oh, it's just a lack of trust. It, it, they feel more of an impunity to uh, write negative reviews. They don't care about their job security as much subconsciously, or there's an affinity, subconscious affinity for other people that look like them. So does that so change the behavior if, with Asian doctors? Yeah, if Asian Americans, do, if anyone, I mean, that doesn't have to be a healthcare worker question. It could just be any question. If somebody doesn't look like you trying to sell you something versus if somebody looks like you trying to sell you something, you're going to act distrustful. Differently, you're yeah. gonna yeah. It's an implicit bias that you have. You walking down the street in Chinatown, and grandma, somebody looks like your grandma is trying to sell you something, as opposed to you know someone that's not your race who's a grandma trying to sell you something. You you right now are gonna act differently. I understand unconscious bias, but how do they react because of that? Do they try to act more American? Is that the right way to go? Like, do they try to get accepted and assimilate? Do they try to prove? I can't speak on behalf of other people and colleagues because I, I'm only practicing in New York City, New York State, mm -hmm. and I'm a cisgendered, heterosexual, very confident man who knows how to talk and set boundaries from New York City, born and raised. I have the pedigree of knowing me, able to pick out places and neighborhoods in New York or schools I went to or the fact that I'm a doctor or the, the, the privilege of just being you know, born in this country and knowing how to code switch with different Right. you know, groups and be able to identify different areas of racism that they've experienced in, as a student of history and racial, you know, politics uh, since the 1940s and 1960s or the, even the birth of this country. I can really get to people right. in a way that, you know, I'm not saying like I'm all great enough, but I, I know that I cannot speak on behalf of a colleague of mine who's Asian American who may not have had that privilege or experience or may have a little of an accent or, you know, not familiar, or maybe they're a New Yorker like me. If I practice in the South, maybe I'll experience it differently. True. Or in the Midwest, maybe I'll experience, maybe I will be able to help tell your story. So it seems like you have a high awareness for this, right? And or I'm gonna, you, let alone a woman. Right. Like, imagine what women have to deal with when they call nurses when they're actually doctors. Not that there's anything wrong with being a nurse, but when they say, where's my doctor, where's my doctor, after they've been fully taken care of and everything, mm -hmm. they have to work, tw like, they have to have for an extra woman, conversation. A for the record, a woman doctor saved my life. Mm. She operated. I mean, she saved my life. It was, she literally, I was I right there. The world would be a better place if it was so, run by women. More, I agree. You know, right? mm. uh, I agree. But the, the issue is like they have to have the extra conversation about how they're a doctor, where I'm already seeing two more patients, three more patients. That's privilege. So I can't really speak on behalf of The answer is yes, but I really cannot elaborate because it's not me. I'm not that person. I don't want to speak on behalf of a woman or another person who experienced racism. So let's talk about something that we can speak to firsthand, violence towards Asians. I hear a lot of people trying to pit this on other people of color other minorities saying that that's where it stems from. I mean, we've gone in circles over this and they, and it's gone to the point where they're even making fun of this. So where they see an attack on an Asian person from someone of color that's being reported, then they would go and say, oh, let's blame this on white supremacy too. Oh, let's, let's, uh, look, this guy kicked this Filipino woman mm. down because of white supremacy. What, what does that have to do with it? So now they're, they're all kind of making, it's turned into a joke. These are the people that fight off the TIE fighters when I'm trying to busy trying to take out the Death Star. Go ahead, get distracted because the Death Star is about to blow up your planet. Go ahead, f focus on the disaffected, you know, undomiciled population out there who are just 
bugged out with out of their minds and want to fight someone and are being racist. And yes, they're very validated. Justice needs to be served. Go ahead. Spend all your energy on those people. I'm, I think my energy is better spent on taking out a system or taking on a system that allows for things like that to happen and allows for people to start fighting each other, poking each other in the eye, fighting the TIE fighters, because that's exactly what it's designed to do. While the Death Star is busy going in and just wiping out your, your, your home planet. So you're saying the system's designed that way for us to purposely fight each other, fight each other and be distracted. So while we're cutting each other's throat off here, they're over the, there. The Death Star is moving to position to take all our power and our, pa- our pies and carving our fair share of stuff. Now, a lot of people are making we're it distracted. And that's their argument. They're saying that, well, your Death Star is a ghost. It doesn't exist. It's just an illusion. I'm fighting something real right here. Oh, I mean, where I can't tell them what to do if they really want to spend their time on undomiciled. But here's the thing: it's such a large majority saying this I'm all so, over the place. I am so grateful that I live in my community where I've cut those people out of my life. That I'm just again, like, I this can't is, be bothered. I mean, by again, that. this is this they, is social media. This can, is they can take care of the Tie Fighters. Whether we have the a black guest, we have an Asian guest, they would tell us that their communities. They're saying crazy stuff about Asians. They're saying, and over here, the Asians are saying crazy stuff about the blacks. So yeah. it's, it's. I can't tell them what to do. They're distracted. I'm gonna be Luke Skywalker and gonna take out the Death Star. All right, I'll be that, or I'll be whatever you call the Rogue One guy who designed the, the 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 guy wearing the suit and tie, the Empire who designs the weakness in the Death Star. I'll be the 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 hero behind the scenes, or I'll be Luke Skywalker because I know what actually matters. Please, by all means, the Tie Fighters or the racist actions need the justice needs to be served for that. But that's not the main goal. The Death Star is still going to blow up my planet. If you don't believe the Death Star exists because you're so distracted by TIE Fighters, all you see are TIE Fighters, that's your world. There's nothing I will say and do to be able to convince you otherwise until you then see what I have seen. I used to be that person. Really? Yeah, of course. I was just angry all the time. I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. But I, I was tired of just always chasing after TIE Fighters. It's you just so win. much. You, you're yeah. never going to win. They're going to send more TIE Fighters. They can, bu- they can build TIE Fighters faster than you can shoot them down. This is the empire. What about so what the, about some people? Oh, I'm sorry, cut no, you off the, there. The, the, that star is, is much easier to take care of because it's the same energy every time. What about if it's not racism, where someone's kind of coming at it with a practical approach? And I've heard this before from a few people, where they say, "We need to be tougher on crime." You know, not color. We need you to just be more tough on crime, because before the the New York State change, are they police officers or people in law enforcement? So they're just saying that we need to be tough on crime because it's a nice soundbite. Not police officers. Okay. okay. So, so this it's just very is not easy to something say with internal bias. People but, say tough on crime without knowing what it actually means. But they are, they are conservative Republicans, right-wing folks, but they're not police officers. Exactly. And in my conversations with them, they say we need to be more tough on crime. And you know what? That is something that I don't disagree with. I do think that when, you, when you're kicking down an old helpless person, when you're hitting a child, when you're assaulting someone a father or a mother or parent who is with their infant child. Yeah. I think there's something wrong with that. Yeah, but you're so focused on the what of it all and you're not focused on the how of it all. By teen, being tough on crime, do you want your, do you think a tough father beating the shit out of their son like I did was good parenting? That's terrible parenting. Okay, no. so that's being, that's what they think is tough on crime. There's another way of being tough on crime. How about a father that talks to their son and says, hey, I'm disappointed in you. I know you're better than this and makes, you gotta, we gotta explain that. And that's still being tough. But that's me saying, holy shit, you didn't beat the crap out of me. You didn't like break my arm. Um, I'm not calling ACS and child support on you. 
Um, you're being but you're tough. not a psychotic. You're being tough on me in a different way. I would have turned out. I mean, my dad did beat me, but right. the things I called the cops on them. Right. And I, I don't think either was appropriate because the cops came in with their guns. You know, when I really wanted it was a mental health counselor. Right. That, I, and that, I, that would have been tough. I on had me. the same thing. Cops came to my house several times when I was young. It was actually my mother. I called my cops on my mother so, because I was more scared of my father. But I really wanted both of them. But then what happened is that I wish, really wish a mental health counselor came on. And counsel the crap out of us. That's also being tough on crime. It's not about what you do. It's how you do it. And to say being tough on crime, that's a soundbite. What it really entails is that they really, do they really want people, families to be shot up like mine? Is that what they're saying? They, I want to no, ask no, them. no. They're not saying where, no, no, no. That's, that's just belligerent. But that's, but that's tough right. on crime. I, we need more money for a, a, a police think, system. That, I think tough on crime is if you've been in and out the system multiple times, at some point, you can't just, we, we got to stop this catch and release. If you've been in and out like a hundred something times or, I mean, these cases, we're seeing folks that's, you know, for example, perfect example, the guy that killed his mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, you killed your own mom and you were let out of jail. Um, at some point, or do, like, where is that line where we go, okay, this person probably shouldn't mix into society. As, as taboo as that sound, and I know we want to be all politically correct, you know, when you have bad actors at that level, should they be mixed into society? That's the system. The system is designed to work exactly how they sh it should. But I'm, this is not a color thing. I'm if saying if this got, was a white person, if, this was an Asian person, this was a black person, Spanish, Jewish, whatever, to act like that, I would say this person probably shouldn't be it's mixed a, among It's a terrible us. system. It's, it needs to be fixed. We need to fix the system. Right. By increasing the punishment for crime. At least hold them there longer. If I gave you a 10-year sentence for killing your mom... What happened during the time... What happens was, when you go back out? What happened during the time he was in prison? Was he let go? Was he reformed? Was he given counseling? Or was he deemed a threat to society? The system is broke. This, um, not the system is designed to work imperfectly. And we need to make it better. We need to be tough. I agree with you there. We need to be tough on the, quote, tough on crime. How about okay, that? Let's, okay, I think, I think we're on the same page now. I, I do think that just jailing, crime every, jailing needs everyone to be and throwing tougher. jailing everyone throwing the key like do you know how much money that involves that's like I know. do understand I mean I want a couple of judges that's the reason why they're getting released a lot because they look at we they try to gauge if this person will be a threat to society and they kind of do the math behind it because it does cost a lot to keep them there why not the money spent better on preventing this from the first time from from happening in the first place if you have tough laws. I mean, you look at, just look at other countries with tough laws. I, I agree Their that crime we have to have, extremely low. instead of the tough laws, why don't we say the right laws? There was a tough law that said that people should be enslaved. Okay. There was a tough law that said women shouldn't vote. There was a tough law that black people shouldn't vote right, or right. own land. Right. So I, I got to be careful with the whole tough thing because tough never really worked out for us recently. I think it should be like the, Getting right, to the right laws. Law. Again, we're living this PC thing where you put the right laws, the right laws is tougher laws. Because right now we can all agree that it's too loose when someone like that can it's can just, kick a lady down or someone that can push an old lady like the one in flushing uh she completely unprovoked get arrested after a manhunt searching for him the only reason that it caught any steam some would argue is because olivia munn put it on the map so there was a lot of pressure to get him yeah. and they caught him and within 24 hours he was back on the streets that's crazy. As fucked up as it is. So what? You the right laws or tough laws? Well, what are we talking about? I, I think we got to chill with this PC stuff sometimes. I think, you know what? Let's just call it what it is. We need tougher laws. In, 
we can't just catch someone who's who's okay with pushing a 55 60 year old lady unprovoked on the floor while she's out shopping for food as fucked up as it and is and he could have killed her he could have killed her as fucked up as it is it sounds like you're so passionate about it you should get involved and changing that we, you should take a responsibility no, no you should you should run for office you sound like you have an idea here's the thing here's the thing i mean there's certain it things sounds like you know something well, that we I, don't. I could talk about I, i'm very passionate about basketball that doesn't mean i should coach an nba team hey you know you know this may have more of an impact i mean this is your thing it sounds like you're very passionate i mean i really mean it well i'm passionate so why not I'm, just do it I'm, i don't want to be passionate because someone got hurt it's just because when you see something so flagrant, flagrantly wrong, just injustice, right? Where you know it, it, it's just fucked up. Where you can get away with with murder, literally, that doesn't sit right with me. But that doesn't mean that I should be a politician. I maybe, say you should be a politician. You should get into law. Yeah, maybe if I was younger, I'm way past that. By every, the time every passing minute is another chance to turn it all around. I don't. But here's the thing: like I don't. Are. I don't have the answers. Like I'm not. That's not my lane. So you know, anytime, like I said, just if I love basketball and I'm super passionate about, it, I, I shouldn't be out here coaching so the teams. There's I, a difference I, I, between I, being passionate about something and and calling something out if it's wrong, and then actually putting on a cape, you know, or metaphoric, you know. Superhero suit and doing something to actually facilitate big change. There's a big difference between those two skill sets. I operate on the belief that if you do have a, uh, a complaint about something, you also have to back it up with a suggestion, knowing of an answer. I agree with you there. So if you don't have the I, answer, I do agree with you there. But, but you just like answer, you called out earlier on, you called out the the things that are wrong in the medical system. Yeah. But you don't have the answers there too. You don't have the, a total solution. Oh, I do. I do have the answer. You never asked. Okay, what, what is it? For which part of the medical system? Let's talk about the money. Not make it profit. Not make it for profit. Take the power away from the insurance companies. Done. Make it do, done deal. Do, do a combination, a mixture of Obamacare, NHS, and what Canada does. So that you take the for profit leverage away from it. You, you, you take away RVUs. You, you take away the incentives. You take away press gainy. So that the people aren't scared of their own shadows. You take away the, the whole idea of a medical uh, education as a business. And you do train people to generally believe in it. You get away, rid of student debt. You take the defense budget and you pay off the student debt and you invest in education. Done. Fixed. That's my answer. Who's going to implement that? Well, let's just say all that works. But I'm not smart enough to understand all of those intricacies and the and to see the impact because obviously when you change something there'll be residual impacts elsewhere that could harm you we are all doing so i'm it. not smart enough to understand that fully we are all doing it's not that. my field we are all doing it behind the scenes right now as we speak so who who's every, we? every one of us the, the healthcare workers who believe in this we are dismantling the system from within okay. i'm changing medical education i literally had three people shadow me today when there's no there's no paperwork whatsoever I'm giving access to patient care without any expectation of return other than writing them in recommendation letters. No one's getting paid. No one's making money off of it. They're getting experiences. Patients are getting taken care of. I have people to help me out. It was win-win. But, but do you think what you suggested could really come true? Yeah. Within your lifetime? Yes. <laughs> I don't, so they're, these, these people would just be okay with... We're doing it right now with losing their money, and you know and there's companies? a lot of groups. And this is like a very viable, it's scalable. You know, this is yeah, it's doing. It, it takes a long time to dismantle a system that took a right. long time to create, For but sure. it's happening. Yeah, of course, you see it happening within make, 30, 40, 50, Well, it, within your it's, lifetime, it's just like your flu question. It all right. depends. If everyone enough people wear masks in the winter time, we can prevent. Flu, we can actually get rid of flu forever. 
If everyone gets vaccinated enough, we can get rid of COVID for it like we do with smallpox. It all depends. So what is it going to take in, in that analogy to cross over into this? It takes all of our generation to grow up and, uh, and get the positions of power enough to be able to change it from within, which is happening right now as we speak. Like I'm getting more influence than I did two years ago. And that, that was faster than I expected. I didn't expect to get to where I am right now right. in the position that I am being on this podcast until 10 right. years from now. So right. if anything, we're just like, wow, this is happening a little sooner than right. we expected. We knew lawyer wasn't never our destiny. Yeah. But we got sick and tired of sitting on the sidelines. I mean, prior to this being on the news, if you remember when the attacks occurred, nobody was talking about it except for people in the Asian community. This yeah. wasn't being publicized I was, I was at talking, all. I was talking about it a lot. Except for people in the Asian community. Yeah. But this wasn't mainstream news. They, they didn't have Congress. They didn't have political attention. Mm -hmm. They didn't have uh, the Hashtag news channels, hashtags. It was, it, was, it was more like, oh, let's sweep this under the rug. No, this is bullshit. And I remember some people were even saying this was just a distraction from Black Lives Matter. If 11 Madison Park now has a vegan plant-based menu, it is possible. It's, done, it's being done right now. This young dude who somehow came out of nowhere, he's not you know, one of the old school chefs, came out of nowhere, became number one after four or five years with 11 Madison Park for some funding from the guy who believed in him. All of says, I want to be plant-based. And the guy who funded him was like, you did get me number one. Five years ago, he'd be like, no way, no money for you. You know it going plant-based. Now that he, he owned it and now he's in that position, he can probably, and it's like, dare, try to prove me wrong. Right. I got you where and that's the same thing's happening now it's gonna happen but a, a progress have ex has accelerated you just have to believe in us now for you who to doubt us that does hold us back and slow us down so mm -hmm. please don't doubt us well, I also have a report, question but... about the progress that's being made mm -hmm. um, and it's it seems like it's 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 slowly getting to that um, you know it's expanding and it's it's moving towards the right direction but how about the like you mentioned before the powers that be now, they're gonna they, fight back they, yeah they want to hold on to that power well, thank god they don't live forever mm. Nobody lives forever. Right, but... On a long enough timeline, everyone dies. But that's going to be passed down to the... That, when, when someone is in that position of power or, or yes. certain opportunities to build wealth, and that person goes, they're going to pass the baton... To someone, to, to someone who's a little more educated, younger, and may take that baton and, and melt it down and make something different. I, I always say birds of a feather flock together. Yes, until something traumatic breaks up the formation. Right, but I'm, I'm not gonna bet on that. COVID just happened. Somebody lost a loved one. You almost lost a friend to a brain aneurysm. What do you think? You didn't think that changed your life? There are people that don't operate the way we do. Everyone loses someone They eventually. don't think like the way we do. Their love for power. Of course. Outweighs, I mean, let's just talk about it. Those people- But guess what? I have to also, introduce you the concept that power actually causes brain damage and no one can truly hold on to power long enough because if you've done the MRIs of brains of world leaders have been in power for more than 10, 20 years, they don't do a lot of dumb mistakes that causes them to lose that power. They were brilliant in their strategy to gain power because they were just up and coming. So Napoleon, Mao, Stalin, Hitler, they did a lot of military strategies that were considered intelligent. But then what happened when they held on to power, they made a lot of dumb mistakes that when they MRI a lot of the people who are similar to their brains, they found that they had a lot of brain damage because power does actually cause a form of brain damage. And Wait, really? This is like how? The Atlantic, there's Atlantic is a great article on how power does cause brain damage and dumb mistakes. I mean, the loss of empathy comes with power. And when you lose empathy, people turn on you. Yeah. You won't have that power last forever. The way to undo that, to hold on to power, 
it's for people who are CEOs who want to be benevolent, who don't do things that are considered out of touch, because we hear that all the time, you're out of touch, out of touch, because they have so much power, is to do things that are sources of empathy. Watching a documentary of a humanitarian, volunteering anonymously, doing things that as a conscious practice. Obviously, people in power don't think about those things. Not exactly in the top of the to-do list of a CEO, but I know this now. And if I know this as a, some dude that just surfs the internet and like plays Star Wars video games while I was growing up, you know, but who so lost so a bet to become a doctor. <laughs> like I, I have to believe that some, you know, CEOs that they passed it down to are reading this too. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to make the same mistakes you did. I want to leave a world a better place. Okay. Power. And also if they were to hold on to power without, with ignoring all this, they will eventually lose it because power, being in power too long, you lose empathy, you're out of touch. The world will turn on you. So is it one of those sayings? Like if you live long enough, you'll see yourself become the bad guy. If you, you either die the hero, you live long enough to see the You see yourself as a villain. So the people who are truly good will step down or they run out their course and they give it to this next person. There are plenty of great leaders out there. Agreed. Agreed. Who, but what do they all have in common? Humble. They always done things. They were sources of empathy. They knew charismatic. They knew they had term limits. They knew when to quit. They quit when they were ahead. Right. I, I hope that you are right. You don't have to hope you're I, right. I, I go ahead. You don't have to hope you're right. Just, just know you're right, and it'll be right. Do or do not. Don't do or do not. I, There's no try. I. It's tough for me to just walk through life with with. But that's exactly, that much faith. But that's what without that's, knowing but enough that's what about the system a, and a particular that's subject. Don't give in. Don't let the terrorists win, man. You're literally acting and talking as if what they want you to be, to just give up hope. Oh, I, I, no, I don't. Don't give in. I, no, no, I don't. Have, and that's the thing. That, I say I hope. I hope. I hope that that happens. I, I don't give up hope. Absolutely not. What's even more I, dangerous I, I than hope, hope that that happens. However, I don't want to go so far as to think, yo, it's all good. I, I'm not a complete optimist. No, you, I'm don't, a, you, don't, you don't say it, it's all good. You say it will be good. I will be part um, of that good. And, and that's the problem. Not about, I hope it's going to be I'm, good. I'm, I, I, I'm not an optimist. I, I, look at with the, I look at the information I have available, and then I, I just kind of use a common sense approach. And I know common sense may not be so common sense at times, but I mean, it's the best that I have. Just say, I'm part of that future good. The good hasn't happened yet. Oh, for sure. Then do that. There's nothing for more sure. to it. Don't say, I hope, because they, they take that hope and they'll turn it on you. It's like Bat, uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Hope is, hope is dangerous. Just do it. He doesn't hope to make it to the rope. He doesn't hope that. He doesn't try. It's only when he takes off the rope and he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to hope anymore. I'm just going to fucking do it. That's when he makes it. And that's when he makes a joke. Well, that, well, that rope is holding him back. Exactly. You know, that, that, that hope. That hope is that's all this hope thing. That's what you talk about in the, the prison. That's why that little thing exists. Seeing hope as a negative concept or no, negative feeling. A, but I think hu human nature, I think people in general need some form of I hope. always hope for the best. I always say I hope for the best and expect the worst. But I have hope. The things that... The, the, that's, that's, I agree with you. That's my there. feeling. The, I have hope that but the it will action, get better. But the actions has to belie that hope. The action has to be you're part of that good. Right. But I don't have blind faith. No, that's the thing. I have hope that it will get better because, I mean, we talked about this before, but the arc of uh, justice tends to bend... Towards justice right so our uh, universe and so yeah, justice, so, like society and so justice so i do have hope I, and i need that i need hope i will you know I, I fight for hope that's what i hold on to i speak to people who give me who provide that hope i think to me personally i think that's what propels me forward and to just not give up on certain areas of life i think when we move without hope and feel like all is lost i think that's when they won 
Exactly. Well, look, we're sitting in a room right now, fully vaccinated, indoors in a hot summer day, doing a podcast a year after New York was the epicenter of the worst pandemic of our lifetimes, where I almost thought I was going to die. Lost my grandfather, lost colleagues, lost friends, almost gave up on my profession in a field where everyone else already has given up on the profession in a system that wasn't going to work. And I am still working, still practicing medicine, and now about to travel the world again like it used to be. Major, there's, there's, there's major, first of all, major, major prophecy. There's always, there's always room for hope. On, it's going to happen. On that, I just think... It can't rain you, all the time. You guys, and I agree, I think, I think you guys in that profession don't get enough credit. I mean, now, I mean, I, I know they were doing what the 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Thank you. Hurrahs. But nice. you guys should get way more love, especially yeah. during. If only they paid off our student loans because I'm still stuck in them. I, mm. Weren't there some politicians kind of look into that? See if they can I believe provide it when some I see relief. It. I mean, there's talks, I think, right? So um, yeah. I don't think in this uh, administration. I think it's going to happen within our lifetimes, but just going to be, I'm going to be like, damn it, I wish I was born like 10 <laughs> or 20 years later. Like NYU, right? Same thing. I was, I had this discussion with my Look at NYU. No, hey, it's going to happen in our lifetimes. man. You ask, yeah, same thing with colleges. I'm too. just asking you a question. Will yeah. it happen in our lifetimes? Yes. Will it happen soon enough? My answer then, I would have said no, because I wish I could have been part of that lifetime. Yes, yes. But you didn't answer. You but didn't hey, ask that. hey, you may be able to reap the benefits of that indirectly directly if you have children yeah, yeah, that are free oh thank so, god it'll be such a uh, right yeah, go to med school i don't know yeah <laughs> but look look at this nyu has made it tuition free for the last four years did they really nyu school of medicine yeah it was a sudden surprise announcement mm. oh sh- that's huge. columbia is now making it free or harvard and yale and the ivy league is making it free for students who make on earth come from founders that make under a hundred thousand or something like that yeah already that's right that's right so and they're even talking about sunnis Mm. Well, and at least you, in New York, right? You make edu- you make education yeah. more accessible. This is happening. It's happening already. Do you We're think in it's, that power. now? Do you think it's happening because the popularity and just the headcount of people going into the colleges and universities and certain areas of medicine or whatever industries are becoming less popular, or just society the way they think? Like, yeah, I don't need college. No, I know a lot of people that think like that now. True. No, I mean, I value college, but I also see that's not necessary for everyone. It's just, I think that of all the people that we make fun of, there's uh, 10, 20 minutes ago, of the people in power that like are ruthless and don't, are no, not empathetic and abuse their powers. And I'm like, thank God we don't, don't live forever because they're getting older. Uh, and we know better as a generation. Is you know every generation recycles themselves. There's also a bunch of people in that same popu- general older population who are good people who sees the future and says, "This is not the world I want my children to live in." And says, "Let's make the education free." And within already in that power, they say, "Let's make it free." I mean, I was obviously harder than it sounds, but like a bunch of older people in that position somehow made NYU School of Medicine free. Hmm. So I, 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 it's already I, happened, and I hope that I'm not. I agree with you in the sense of uh, I think that's great and that's a great headline and and great for politically saying hey we're we're doing this because we're good but again I I I think it stems from money I think it stems oh, yeah. from popularity they want to get more I'm more li- people towards I'm a little more Machiavellian if you're going to give me a free tuition, I don't care what your motivations are. As long as it's not hurting other people, it's not some ulterior motive, which I don't see so far in my due diligence on the fact. It just literally has so much money from donations that you're just like, well, let's use that. Oh, yeah. I rock with that all day. And, then if, and I think the ulterior motive is that the med student then becomes a doctor, becomes so grateful to it. They then donate even more money to it. And yeah. of course, it's done for money. Yeah. But I don't care. I got to go to med school for yeah. free. Yeah, no, that's okay. I can a doctor. But, saving lives but for let's, free. But let's call, is, let's call a spade a spade. That's all I'm saying. Well, who cares? It's it's a win-win. I I love. Uh, I care. I care about. 
You know, if 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 Norm you're, did something, you're trying to see if, if there is some alternative. alternative there's a course, no, 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 no. But I want, I do want to. That's part of empathy. You want to understand why someone's the, doing the something. whole, the whole. Some people might do process. it because they generally believe in. Some people say, "Ooh," but the way to sell, they sold it to the people who probably True. made the decision was there's going to be more investments in this. Right. But maybe their alternative motives was to for the goodness of just giving free oh. education. I, I just like power. being curious. I just like, I just wonder why. That's all. Like, I understand. Like you said earlier, this person did something and they came out and said this and they didn't have any there was nothing in it for them so you so because of that you knew that they had good intentions pure good intentions which is rare these days rare and we talked earlier that money is a big motive motivating factor for decision making good or bad they don't care does it make money is it lucrative and that goes back to the whole like being tough on crime or racism or all that stuff it generates wealth when you have conflict why would they want to get rid of conflict? You're going to def- you, you want a way to defund the police system? You get rid of conflict. Then the police will be like, okay, there's no need for you because everyone's hunky-dory and peaceful. So then it was like, okay, we need to lay off all of you because you're not responding to things. There's no need for you. The society doesn't even think you need it anymore because everyone's whole, all kumbaya. If you have that utopia, they're going to lose it. So you want to be tough on crime? You guys actually might defund the police that way. If, if that happens... If we get into a real utopia where we don't need police, no, then holy you, you, shit. You do it, but then you say, but look at the motive factor. By being tough on crime, you literally just murdered a whole population. You, you basically jailed all these people. You put the death penalty on the people who don't deserve it. I didn't being, say go as far as but, to kill but some, them. But some people want to believe right. in that by tough on crime. You can definitely tell that that's what they kind of mean. And if you get rid of everything, like what, what Hitler wanted to do by getting rid of a whole population... Then there's then you have that that there that kind of dark utopia. I don't want to live in that world. I'll be guilty. I'll be feeling guilty. All I'm saying is, you have to construct laws around where criminals will think twice about behaving that way. I'll tell you what. I spoke with some people who were on the podcast, off the podcast, who were formerly in jail, and they're they've been rehabilitated. I mean, when they were teenagers and whatnot, and they said, hey. I'll tell you right now, we know it's going to be a slap on the wrist. We don't give a fuck. We're not scared. We're not scared at all because I know that I could do this level of crime and be right back out on the street the next day. And they can't. And because of what's going on with COVID right now, I'm not. I, I, it's going to take a long time for me to actually show up in court anyway. Yeah, but that anecdotal evidence doesn't speak for the people who got in trouble when they were two years old, three years old for like possessing marijuana or as a kid when the other person got slapped on the wrist for not being black. Right. They, and then that's they a whole other separate thing to and unpack then, there. Because and they're not the same people. That those did, people, that, they need to go back and reverse and let those people out. Those anecdotal evidence don't speak for them. It's very complicated. Right. But if you want to take your logic, I'm going to just say it sounds like what you're saying is there is an ulterior motive to being tough on crime because it generates wealth for people who own prison systems. Systems, the private prison systems. There is ulterior motive. Do you feel good about that? If it means being tough I, on crime and getting filling up the part of the prison system. Look, and if we get to a stage where people are thinking twice before they commit a crime, before they they go, oh shit, you know what? If I punch this old lady right now in the face, or this person who's walking around with their child. I'm going to get fucked up by the law. It's going to cause a major inconvenience. Look at a burglary, right? Then the flip argument. What, the what flip deters ar- a burglar from going into your house? If you put a low reward and high risk. But the, the you flip put ar- layers of complication the, in the there. The flip argument is no one would want to fund that because that means fewer prisoners to fund the prison system. There's no money to be gained out of that. So no one's going to support Again, you. Which that. Is why and that is not, that's why it is not the right answer. Which is why no, I one's never, gonna, no one's going to fund that. You're going to have a prison person who. Which is why pockets. I shouldn't 
Which is why I was going to take your argument why, and say, I'm not making money out of this. No way. And li- li- basically lobby the crap against your law. It, grew it, up it just goes fine to what you said with, with power. It go- I could tell you, all right, I could tell you in Giuliani's New York what happened. We both grew up in I that New York. That, yeah. So I can tell you that prior, I don't know how old you were, but you were probably a lot younger than, than I was at that time. Prior to Giuliani, crime in New York was absolutely insane. We had, and he's running for mayor, uh, it was the guardian angel. Uh, we had uh, Curtis Lewa. And he, I mean, he mentioned the crime was insane. Where I grew up, I mean, you grew up in the Upper East Side. I grew up in the Lower East Side. And during that time, there was gangs on yeah. every single block. My aunt was robbed. My uncle was robbed. Um, my cousins, my, my whoever. I knew it was just, they were targeted nonstop, nonstop, constantly being robbed, assaulted. Giuliani came. And I can only speak to my firsthand experience. I'm not glorifying Giuliani, but I'm just speaking to my small world and the, and the fact of our lives. When yeah. Giuliani came and was tough on crime, he hired so many police officers on foot or on, you would see the police presence way more. Crime was reduced dramatically. I didn't, my uncles, aunts, family members, friends, they, were, they weren't victims anymore. At the expense of other families who lost their livelihoods unnecessarily. At the expense. But let me, let me challenge you another notion. We're no longer in Giuliani's world. We're now in this world and what we can do now with so our So you think the Blasio's great? That we can. No, no, no. Not at all. Okay. It's about or doing. Cuomo? He knows how to communicate. But how about this? But they're politicians. They all. They knows how to, he knows at how to some communicate. level have to know how he to communicate. He knows how to communicate well during a pandemic. He can profit off of that, but he doesn't know how to apologize. And I think that's, that's wrong. Basically, to do better. It's not about, do, there is an art in which you can take care of a society and get exactly the result that you want without having to hurt anyone. And that is possible. And if you can do what that, does that look like? and win-win, there's an art to it. There's a whole art in a way that you can basically do and treat and you know, take care of a society in a, in a just and humane way. You just think a little harder. Think a little differently. You can have that win-win. Obviously, but not everyone's going to be happy. And so be, drilling down. Drilling down a bit. You said like think oil, a little like, bit harder. Like oil. If you're oh, critically, oh. I was like drilling down if, like oil? If, if, if no, I don't want to do oil anymore. Metaphorically. Just, instead yeah. of just throwing money at it, then what are they going to spend the money on? It's not about what you spend on. It's how you spend it. Right? I don't need the NYPD to have a predator drone, which is what they're trying to go for. That does not add any value to my life. But what are the NYPD is like, hey, we need to invest in like really aggressive, badass counselors. Not some like hoity to like, oh, honey. no, like some of the guys just like, like really a tough counselor. You know, there's mm-hmm. the, 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 the tough love kind of counselors right. who can respond to difficult situations, who has backup from someone who can be trained in weapons, you know, and, and our I would be super and, curious to see if this has real world application. Yeah, no. You in just, New you York just, City. You have to change the culture. You have to have the, the culture of people who believe in this in the first place. Right now, the cult, existing culture doesn't believe in that, and that's why it's not sustainable. Right. But as somebody in power, you can shift the culture. Because you know, right now in New York City, the, the, the mayoral yeah, the run, the candidates, both from Democratic Party and Republican Party, are, for the most part, the ones that are in the lead, I, what I've heard them, from what I've heard them talk about is where they have a common denominator is being tough on crime. Yeah. 
Being tough on crime because it sounds good because people are not willing to even read. Do you read the platforms of every per candidate that runs for office? Not really. The ones that I'm interested in, but not every. Not every And some people just right. don't read. You know, they just want to pay, vote for the guy who's the tallest or the guy that looks the best, who's the but best I, looking. Great who, soundbite. Somebody who's not a woman. You know, someone who's not a, a certain shade of melanin. It's just like terrible. So you got to say things to get your attention. So there's an art. Like, look at me. I'm like saying a lot of stuff. Sometimes it's getting your attention. But I'm trying to add some like, you know, substance to it now that I have your attention. But in the beginning, I was saying a lot of stuff that was like, you know, sound bites here, sound there. Because I know I'm, it's the art. It's a dance. I'm a dancer. So it's all about, if I just go dance really boring, you're not going to come up to me. But if I go in flashy, fine, you'd be like, oh, this, this guy. But then I start dancing. It's like, wow, he actually has more substance to it. That's the art. And that's the way you talk about crime, for example. You, you said yourself that you want to uh, delegalize weed possession or whatever. Uh, sorry, legalize weed possession and decriminalize weed possession. Well, what I'm saying is if they were to legalize, if they are legalizing weed, go. which looks like they are, then, then whatever was illegal before shouldn't apply anymore. Right, and then everyone gets let out and then you have more room in pr pr public prison system. Now you have room to know you don't have to catch a release if it's a violent crime. Mm -hmm. So now you have room. Totally sustainable. But who's getting gains to, to lose profit from that? The people, if you, if you criminalize um, hard drugs possession, you know, some companies gain from that black market. So you need to find a way to also take away their power and say, hey, we're going to take care of you in a certain way that it doesn't feel like they're going to be homeless and start punching people. And you take care of that thing and you take care of that thing. And all of a sudden, it actually starts feeding each other in a cycle. You know, he's like, hey, you, you, are you, you still want to be a where drug everyone's dealer. benefiting yeah. because of you, this? You know, you go to the drug dealer. Like, do you really want to be drug dealing? But wouldn't that uh, have to have all these different parties actually have a conversation? Not, not it's like inviting people to a party. Mm -hmm. When I invite people to a party, I don't just go blast it out loud. I ask one person at a time, do you want to come? You're free. Do you want to come? You're free. Do you want to come? You're free. And if I get enough yeses, then I blast. I have now a core critical mass of 20 people who said yes to this because I end up individually. Now I can blast, put on a blast because I know 20 people at least are going to come. Party is one thing, but once you get everybody to the party, you have to see if it's sustainable. If you have the right mix of people. I think I throw a really damn good party. <laughs> I, I've been running trips for the last 10 years of places I've never been to before because I know after 10 years of mistakes and figuring things out, I know how to like run a really good trip. Um, because I identify, how do I get so many people to come with me? It's a little individuals that come to me. I want to go here. I want to go here. I want to take all these things. I see a critical mass. Right. And then I, then I say, hey, well, let's go to this place. Right. It's not like me saying, hey, we're going here. And then have no one show up to my party. But what I'm saying is, is it sustainable? Oh, is, because a lot of the times that you could bring a, a collective together and they can all subscribe to an idea only to realize that, you know what, this isn't for me and back out of the deal because they, they, sure. they were more profitable or they had more control or whatever their agenda lies. They preferred it the way it was prior. And we got to keep in mind, people in general do not like change. People don't like change, but people change. For sure. Times but change. What I'm saying is that there will be a lot of resistance, Matt. You have to trust in the system of as well how life works and the way I experience it. People get strokes and die. People get heart attacks and retire. Sometimes you can go up to a person who profits off the black market and say, hey, do you really want to be doing this at age 60? I know it was really cool when you were 30, but now you're 60 with kids and grandkids. Is this the way you want to go? Actually, no. Can I have another one? But this is all I know. Like, I don't want to become the, well, why don't you try this? It's kind of a thing. And then he's like, okay, fine. And then, by the way, we're also going to legalize weed and whatever. And I was like, as long as you guarantee me this, because I kind of just don't want to do this the rest of my life because I have kids. You know, you just have to get to their emotions. And then you shift them to another kind of line of work that keeps them 
sustainable, you get rid of the power of the black market so there's no leverage and there's no lobbying power from them. And then you legalize weed, you make all this room for the prisons so all the people who now get out of them. You make sure they're taking care of mental health counselor-wise so they're not like taking vengeance on society. And then you have no room in public prisons so you deprivatize the, the prison system so they don't have anything. You shift them all over, you have more room and you create this cycle. Obviously it sounds easier than said than done but you see the way I'm thinking and this is all after like in the middle of 90 degree weather, you know, and there were three guys in a room that just met each other. I, if I can think of this on the spot off the top of my head, if I really get down to pen and paper and get the kinks of it all, I think I can, you know, we can find that art. It may not be perfect, but it's way better than trying to hurt another people to appease another people because that's the shit that we're in right, right now. Again, you common can't. sense may not be so common sense sometimes because you can go that route and you can only then realize like, oh, we didn't, we, there are unintended consequences. Sure. I might be that super, may occur. I might be the most naive person right now saying all this, but right, right. now, you know, you asked me, this is what right. it makes most sense. And, right. I, and I'll give you a perfect example. It's like, all right, US is in debt, right? We, we need money. So what do we do? But then we have to think we, about the concept of money. What is money? Money is just a let's, trust Let's system. talk about this. We print more money to address that. It makes, it's common sense. Okay. We need more money. So let's print more money. And, um, Let's also raise the taxes on people. So common sense, okay, that'll create more liquidity. It'll create more, um, and let's raise the taxes to from what, 24.5% capital gains to 45 or whatever they said, right? So let's just say that happens. And again, that is if you make over a million dollars gross. So, but let's just raise the capital gains. And, but then there's, there'll be loopholes then because then now you know, unintended consequences, right? Now they may loophole with a, They'll wait till they die and transfer it to their kids, or they may do gifts. I'm pretty sure these people do not want to pay a 45% tax. That is significant. It's, it's double what they were used to. They may think that this is bringing in more revenue by raising the taxes, but maybe because the taxes are higher now, they're looking at ways to not sell their share, not sell their stock or their equity. They're and looking- actually make, end up making more money. They'll, the because, government, because when th they'll be making less because they can't tax that money. Before, you were getting 23% of a million. For every million, you were oh, getting 23%. Oh, no, talking about the people who's holding onto the stocks. They're just going to make more money by holding steady instead of buying and selling and stuff. Right. Like. So, so if you, uh, as long as you buy the I mean, S&P 500. Ideally, yeah. As long as you buy but, the S&P 500, it's very simple, man. Just do the Buffett style. Like, right. just if everyone's trying to do this get-rich-quick scheme. If you have that time. But, you're not but, but, get but that's quick. what I'm saying. It, it sounds common sense, but now they're revisiting those tax laws because like, okay this may actually give us less may generate less revenue we we may have to revisit this and that's what i'm saying with some of these laws or, or things that we want to change that sound common sense there may be unintended consequences and we and therefore we may make things worse yeah but the, the same in my lines like literally tomorrow somebody can discover the formula for cold fusion or elon musk's lands of a rocket on an asteroid and then wealth is meaningless tomorrow you can really believe it. That's this, you, don't, you can't predict all the stuff, but that's very viable. Someone discovers a form of cold fusion, there's unlimited energy. There's really, you completely equalize the, the wealth system. Once you, that energy is so high that everyone has access to it. Speaking of that, there was a conspiracy theory that Tesla actually did figure out how to... Cold fusion? Yeah. Yeah, yeah or, or Tesla lands on a rocket and then it lands on an asteroid. Not Astro Tesla, the company. E, um, Elon Musk. No, not Elon Musk. No, no, no. Uh, the original oh, Tesla. Nik Nikola, Nikola Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. yeah. That he found... 
a way to uh, unlimited source of electricity. Uh, electricity. And once you, unli- you make energy, yeah, and he limit- wanted to make it free hmm. and share that technology. Well, yeah, and then the idea of limitless energy is that it cannot ha- but be free because it's so how much so much power that literally it's just it's everywhere. You can plug it in. Right. It's like fuck, it's, it's, the it's there. Oh yeah, right. that's that's right. He was looking into wireless electricity. Yes, yeah. that was the concept. Yeah. Tesla land or Elon lands a, a SpaceX rocket on a floating asteroid, and we now have unlimited ore and minerals, you know, gold, and basically all. Your wealth of everything i hope you bought gold hope you bought iron or i hope you didn't buy iron or shorted it or something like that well actually gold's on its way up right now it is it's all yeah. these woulda coulda shouldas with money like anyone can just do something like that by changing the laws how did brazil get out of debt for the time being it literally completely created a new currency and say like, this is the new real thing and they're like okay it's called the real because it's real and it's like okay really just like the concept of money is so fluid and based on human trust that you can answer anywhere. My answer always, it depends. Mm-hmm. I can create value out of anything. I can basically create an NFT out of my trip. Or a UFO can land and all of a sudden, people just don't give a fuck anymore. Or they Their freak whole perception. out. You know, we talked about this, where can, because it's all over news headlines recently, that the Pentagon admit that there are UFOs, where they were, uh, spaceships and things are flying in the airspace and and some of these are going into the water where they can go in and out of water as they please yeah and they they don't know what it is why does it matter unless it directly affects my life i think it's fun to think about but it's really like life of pi it's what it's what's the story that's better in the universe out there that we are alone or that we're that there are people out there i'd like to believe that the the story with the animals is the better story is the life of pi kind of mantras that i don't want to think that we're super alone but if me being believing that we're alone, my believing that we're truly, truly alone allows us to then focus on ourselves and make this world the best place we can be because that's all we got, then, and that makes me act a certain way, then I want, I'll choose to believe that. And I forget about believing those be- because ultimately what matters is the action that comes out of it. It's not the experience that does something, but it's what you do with that experience that sure. defines a man. Do you believe that we Both. are alone? In this universe? Oh, right now, I choose not to believe that. No. I think I like to believe that there's people out there. Because physics-wise, by the numbers, it, the chances of that is much higher than the fact that we're Straight such a equation. Thing. Yeah, exactly. But it's also like, you get the, the beautiful thing, David Foster Wallace. You get to choose what to worship. If it doesn't hurt other people, then why does it matter? Sure. I like to believe in that. It's a nice story. I like to believe there's magic in the universe and there's some sentient thing out there that brought me to people like yourself or other people that travel with me or to like, you know, arrive at the destinations I have or the fact that in the past year, no matter how much shit that I went through, I'm still here. I like to believe in that rather than believe some randomness. Yeah. I like well, to believe that the spirit of my dead father is guarding me right now as mm. a guardian angel and he'll fuck you up if you try to take advantage of me. Mm. They, because I believe in it. Because it has happened. There's, I don't say that what I believe. All I can answer is there's so many things that have already happened in my life that I can't help but believe in it. Because it's like unexplainable? It's completely unexplainable. Right. I literally have things happen that like even today that makes me just like this is not real life. Well, to quote uh, the movie Thor, magic is, is science that we haven't discovered yet. So it could be just part of the universe yeah. that we just don't understand. Right. Because if you take someone from 100 years ago, put them in our oh. timeline, <laughs> they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and we, <laughs> just, we just found out that like, a founding law of physics was actually wrong all along. 
Oh, which which law is this? I don't remember. It was something that the Collider just discovered and mm. just completely undid. Like something about dead space and um, antimatter. Oh, okay. Dark matter? Something yeah, like dark that? matter. Something like it just it doesn't quite fit in with the existing law of physics. Everything has to be like questioned in terms of like what actually exists in that negative space. Mm. Right. right. Dark matter is really let fascinating. Alone, let alone near-death experiences. I had people who come back from life and there was like, there were things that they were like noticed and there was like, there's no way you could have known. Wait, that. let's talk about that. What did they say I mean, about yeah, the near-death hospital? Just go watch Netflix, Surviving Death. Like that happens a lot. No, I mean, like in your own personal... Resuscitate a patient. We, we talk about what's going on with the patient's unconscious, but there are times when people get out of hand, I'm like, shh, the patient could be awake listening to us. And I say that in a physical sense, but I also believe in the fact that their spirit is just like... Floating in that room. Wait till I wake up and I want to sue the Ooh. shit out of you. Because I do believe in that. Because I, I, yeah. I have friends who have given me... near. I'm not going to identify who they are, but they right. have, had said like... I float in that room and that person um, had said da, da 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 and I came back and I was brought back to life. Or they had said things where they knew something about my father that I never could have known. Or somebody was able to say identify. Wait, stop playing. Somebody Yeah. yeah. Some one of your patients came back and said something about your father. It could have been generic, but who do I it doesn't matter. I choose to believe in that. Wow. Right? How What's your ha- what was your reaction? How did you I mean, somebody says awesome. something to like, "Hey, Will, your grandma said this, this, and that." Hold, what do you mean? I, it, hold, would, it would fuck me up. Hold their hand and thank them. Hmm. And move on. You gotta take more patients to care. Be appreciative. <laughs> Be appreciative. Yeah, it reminds Be me of what was that uh, Batman? Uh, was it Flash? Flashpoint? On the cartoon where, where Flash came back and, and yeah, in an alternate universe, and he gave Batman a note from his father. No, oh. <laughs> his yeah. father. His father was like Batman in another right Earth. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Tony yeah, Stark yeah. goes back in the in the the Avengers Endgame movie and meets his father again. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know so I, mean? I, I, thought I, had, was... I had someone that says, yeah, I, f- "I can sense your father right behind you. He's oh there, just, just 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 making sure you don't get in trouble." I feel that way about my grandma. I See? feel like my grandma is uh, watching over me. I mean, it's a big deal, and it's yeah. the smallest of deals. It's nothing bigger than the smallest things. It's the, yeah. why does it matter? It's just your life, and if you choose to believe in that, then so be it. it there's no point in trying to disprove that otherwise i mean there's one person i can identify is the, the one in the netflix surviving death that person that got interviewed who had the baby um her i know her personally okay i gotta check that show yeah. out so they, they are real yeah i mean I, why not so like, maybe maybe you're not, saying they are real as in near-death experiences where they go to another realm yes okay. I, I, I mean I, when you hear people talk about dmt or certain drugs they feel like they go into another realm I mean, the eight, they, that could be something to, to it. The eight circuits of consciousness. Look that up. It's really, it's a legit thing. Meditation can access that. Yes, even meditation. Yeah, I meditate. So there's certain times where I feel like I'm completely somewhere else. Like for example, I was meditating yesterday morning and it was just early in the morning. I don't usually do it early in the morning, but I had time. It was quiet and I just felt peaceful. So I did my stretch, a little bit of yoga. And after I did that, I was like, you know what? Let me just meditate. Why not? Everyone's still asleep. It's fine. And after meditating for 15 minutes, I literally felt like I was somewhere else. Yeah. And when I came to, when I came back, I felt deep gratefulness and also like, oh, snap, this is where I was meditating. That's you, you forgot where you were. It's almost like a night out of drinking and then you go, oh, how did I wake up here? <laughs> you wake up in your bed or <laughs> you know, it. Same thing. Like I, my mind, my conscience yeah. was somewhere else. And that's the whole point of meditating is just focus on you know, breathing and whatnot. Well, the people get different things from it. But 
for me personally, that session had me somewhere else. And when I came back, I, I forgot that this is where it started. Yeah, I can walk into I, in a physical sense. It's the same thing. You can walk in a room and you know exactly who to be friends with. You can just tell. That's true. You're mm. Walking down the street, someone's looking at you. You can feel it. They're not touching you. You can feel it. I didn't walk into a cafe and I looked at you know a girl or guys like I know I don't know who you are, but I just want to skit straight to the point because I gotta go have a train to catch by feeling like we're gonna be friends. Yeah, and we're still friends. That's a great pickup line. That's not, <laughs> it's not a pickup line. It's usually some. I mean, usually no. That's little, a, that's. I, it's kismet. I said. I said you kismet. Know? Yes. And I said right guy here. and girl. It doesn't matter. It just. It's usually little clues, like the color or the book they're reading, something that yeah. you just read, and it's just oh, like. Yeah. And people can are a scientific person. Like I had a, a friend that came on one of my trips. He's he's on the autism spectrum. And he's like, look, we let's, there's six of us. There's six dishes in this meal. What are the odds? It was a tasting menu. I was like, what are the odds they chose a six course meal for a prefix? Why didn't they make it seven? What does it mean? You you like that book, and then you met someone that liked that book. It's a book that's read by millions of people. Similar people do similar things. They're gonna meet similar times, and that's the world he chooses to live in, and that's fine. He doesn't want to believe in magic. That's magical that you get to allow that to happen. You let him, people like him, exist. If everyone believed in magic, oh my God, we'd all die of an aneurysm. We would not be able to get anything done because everything's magical. We want to be in, in love with everyone. It's okay. You know what? I when I met my wife, I knew right there. I we, we had a I was introduced to her formally, and we hung out on and off for that weekend. And as soon as I came back, I didn't tell her because it'd be fucking weird. It would look like a pickup line number one or number two, like like maybe scare the shit out of her. Um, but uh, we weren't dating any even at the time. We were just in the same space because of mutual friends. But when I came back it was like a road trip and i went back and i came back home and i was talking to my friends like yo i'm gonna marry that girl they're like what will she's completely opposite of you but i was like nah man i just felt something is is she's different from all the other girls and he goes well come on all the girls are different you know you got butterflies in your stomach this one's different sure will i'm like no seriously i'm gonna marry her and i ended up marrying her so uh is and what i felt i it's hard for me to put into words because it cheapens it but there was a feeling. It was, it was a strong feeling where I just knew somehow that we were meant to just be at that next stage together, for better or for worse. And nothing is permanent as well. This also recall that as, as one of the founding Agreed. principles that they're meant to be in your life for a certain temporary part of your life. Not everyone lives forever. Not everyone stays in your life forever. They're meant to be there and then right, right. So don't, yeah. so the downfall to all that, and I want to prevent you from getting hurt. I'm saying this because I care about you, is you don't take it for granted. You know you're going to lose them at any time. A marriage does not last forever. A marriage is just a, a, an institution that's actually kind of misogynistic from the 18, 17, 1600s that's meant to control women as property. So this whole idea of getting married is like, no, 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 no. Just think about it as like that person's there for the, that part of your life that you wanted to make official fine in society, whatever floats your boat, but know that they're not there to last forever so that every day is, is, is blessed. So that one day you look nothing's back. promised nothing's promised yeah even that best friend it I, can be your former best friend it, yeah well it is exactly you know, See? things change and Everything. he he shifted in his part of life and to your point and i shifted in my part of life and uh i, I believe we have other friends who would probably get that title now yeah. and not that we had anything negative fall apart just we had we changed our interests grew apart and um you know, we stopped becoming each other's priority, and and that was okay. It was very organic and natural. Yeah, and that's same with relationships. And it's but same with but here's the thing, the beauty that nothing lasts forever makes you cherish it that much more. 
It's called Mono no Arare. Mono no Arare. Is that Whoa. Japanese? Or? Yeah, it's Mono no Arare, the beauty of transience, of the impermanence. They have a word for it. Mono no Aware, A-W-A-R-E. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, my, my personal favorite is Sadaji, the Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese word for melancholy of the impermanence of things. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you're talking about. It's yeah. it's and that's what makes it beautiful. It's because they don't last forever. Because as we that's said right. on the podcast, in a beautiful way, and I want to say this, everyone dies. Thank goodness we don't live forever. Not all of us live forever. We, none of us live forever. We're supposed to always progress. Imagine people in power from the 1940s who fuck shit up, stayed in power and stayed alive forever. Holy crap! You it's know? very dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's because things are not permanent that makes it beautiful. Because mm. we're imperfect, that is, is because we're, that's what makes it beautiful. And yeah. that's what we're constantly struggling with progress, which is why I'm never talking in permanence. We should do this. Well, we shouldn't do that. Be tough on crime. Don't be tough on crime. Be racist. It's all black and white. It's all the art of gray. Obviously, I don't have the answers. I pretended to run for mayor right now with you at, like 10, 20 minutes ago. But that's me just thinking off the top of my head what I'm really right. thinking about. I could be totally you know, mm. in, in, naive in saying all these things. But the beauty of it is that I was able to think it. I think in the loud universe, it makes total sense in the moment. I might be listening back one day and be like, ah, oh, what the hell did I oh just say? Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how <laughs> but, many times. But that I know, I say, why, yeah. why did I say that? But that the, the likelihood of that happening is equally likely for me listening back on that podcast. Like, wow, that was the best idea ever. Oh my God, I can't believe. That and I implement, I implement an aspect of that into something that may actually produce something great because I start into the universe. Yeah. I'm committing to the present. I'm being honest with you right now, but would I be the same tomorrow? May I have different viewpoints tomorrow and the day after or different mm -hmm. views on justice or laws and things? Sure, because I'm also a monster. I'm that good person that one step away from becoming that monster. Mm -hmm. And I have to always constantly be good. But what a way to live, huh? It's great. In the present moment. Commit to the present. It's amazing. It's amazing. It I, you, I've, I've never been more happy in my life because I finally learned the art of living in the moment. Yeah. That's it. I'm here. I'm here. I'm not elsewhere my mind is 100 what meditating here. is the only area where i had consistent happiness was when i used to play basketball mm -hmm. because when i played basketball all i cared about was the moments and I, I could because i asked myself I, I couldn't really understand why until i started looking at it deeper and more critically and i'm going oh I, I had to take a hard look inside and and go this is the reason why all of us when we play basketball or certain sports that we enter a flow state it's because we're in the moment and that means outside of this hobby or this whatever i'm doing i'm living in the past or i'm living in the future i'm i'm trying to forecast what's going to happen and i'm bracing myself for that or i keep thinking about that shit that just happened and how pissed off i am about it or how scared i am because of it now i stopped doing all that because it was preventing my growth and it was so self-limiting where i couldn't spread joy to those around me and i see a change facilitated in everyone around me and everything that i do from my barista to my bartender mm -hmm. uh to my family members is that i'm here now when i'm with you i'm here now and this is all i care about and they can feel the happiness mm. or or anger or whatever emotion that i'm there in the moment but it's because of now and then i think like you know you're really you're appreciating everyone around you too as well oh. in that moment so obviously people will feel that you know, just through conversation or the energy that you just exude, you know, towards them, right? And I think uh, there was an article. Um, there was an article that Jeremy Lin just uh, he mm -hmm. did an op-ed. He talked about, 
you know, the biggest regret he, he, he did was in the NBA was that he didn't live in the moment. He didn't. He was oh, so focused on the next game. Yeah, he was so yep. focused on the next game and the, the the next team, and that he was he never enjoyed, you know, the moments of of insanity, all those moments no. of greatness, all those fun the, the 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 games that he played. He never focused on the on the moment. I mean, I can't tell you how many kids, adults, whoever that looked at Linsanity and said, "I want that." Yeah. feeling that is awesome be the mm. hero i mean as a new yorker to be the hero of new york yeah, for a team he, yeah. or a franchise that desperately needs it and his cinderella story of the last person on a bench to mm. be the star or the center attraction in a, a basketball mecca that's and he didn't get yeah. to fully embrace it oh he didn't. this is why i tell everyone to write and keep a diary since you're four years old. I try. I've always I try that. I've tough. kept a diary since I was four. I don't write every day. How does that like, help? Oh my god, you can relive life. Well, I can yeah. literally close my eyes right now and relive another part of my life that I blessed. I can just relive it right now. It's just like as if I was there meditating. It's kind of like uh, it's because of diary writing things out, writing your thoughts out. Yes, it's kind of like Slaughterhouse Five. How you can just, just like go through back through time just like that without the science fiction element or like I mean. Or, you know the what's that other word a moment in time or something where he can like close his eyes and really just imagine himself at a different point you choose what to believe in butterfly effect yeah kind of like that but you're actually there because what makes that any less real when yeah you, seriously when you write it out and you'll be able to access that again because yeah butterfly effect he kept a diary I can keep a diary I have kept a diary I don't write every day I write when th- amazing things happen it may be once a few weeks every couple of months but like I made it a point that when I travel which is going to be away from my my constant is I kept a diary ever since my first day abroad. Um, every time I travel, I write every day. And it's online, public, with photos. Oh, and shoot. Okay. Every one of every single, there's not a single freaking day of during medical school when, or since my first day of traveling all the way till now where something wasn't written about. Did that contribute to a lot of your following? I don't want to speak on behalf of what they think because they have many different. I would assume it's because you said something that. Maybe struck a chord yeah resonated with them how like living in the moment but i was actually writing live like here i am oh my god or this is what i did today um while i was there and i think what people saw from it was like this like if he's doing it so can i and while it's a full-time medical student while with a full-time job he's doing it and he's like freaking out right now in his blog post about trying to make it back in time for class but here he is just enjoying it and having time the real meta people would then think he actually just posted Instead of actually studying, he's writing about how much he should study for the next exam he needs to get back for medical school. But he just took his time to post in the moment of with photos, with the timestamp to prove that it's real um, because he knows that's more valuable than whatever study or test that he wants to do. And now me looking, but that's more for me. I didn't do it for them. I did it for me and to my mom to know I was okay all the time. But like for me to look back and to try to recall, I was like had dinner with this girl I met in Slovenia four years ago who like, you know, was on a boat and I made fun of her thinking that she wouldn't be able to understand me because I thought, you know, she was just another foreigner and whatever. And she goes, I go to NYU. Ah, uh, I like, got oh, him. Shit. I was like, oh, I'm in New York. And I was like, okay, she totally hates me. You know, long story show, <laughs> short, we, you know, the, the boat got to the lake where there's a castle or whatever. Uh, within 12 hours, she was joining our group, going on a road trip, canceled all her plans. And we drove to Italy from Slovenia and back. And we just had dinner with her last you know, week uh, introducing other people for her next trip that she's going with us to Yacht Week to Sardinia and Corsica. Awesome. And the, the reason I was able to remember all this is because I wrote about it. I pulled it up, and she says, "I have times, you have I have your blog to look look at, and I know that it was a living record. I have a list of everything on my blog, all the people I've met, 
If I had a conversation with you abroad and I and in so I need know to start name, doing that. I, we take a photo together and yeah. I write a story about you and it's monsterdiaries.com slash friends and it goes all the way back seven pages. Every single person. There's not a single person that I can now try to wonder, oh, who was that person? Oh my God, she changed That's my life. It. Uh, yeah. And then you just be struggling. Just, I need to do that because I've, I've just, done, I'm exactly that. Who I've that done girl? that. Who, who is, is that person? person? That person was awesome. And I can yeah. now literally go on my blog to that date, to that country or to that even monsterdiaries.com slash friends and see the gallery and look at, look at that photo and it's like oh yeah that was her name and that was a story that's beautiful that we live in a world where we can actually do that you can why not and that's what i mean how you feel about basketball is how i feel about dancing you in the dancing what is the concept of dancing of duende what nietzsche calls the, the the mortality of the soul when you dance it's your your birth your death your present all rolled up to one the way you dance because the only honest language in my belief is dancing bodies never lie Mm. and the fact that you just dance in the moment is the way you feel about basketball how you described it I feel like dancing in the moment you just don't give a don't care about dancing as quickly as possible to that room the problem with our lifetime is I mean going back to our entire podcast is we're trying to figure out how to make it better and progress and try to get there as fast as possible and you know be tough on crime getting in racism and you know maybe we should be tough on crime maybe it's the way we're doing it with the PC culture no 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 it's all about accelerating or what should we do how do we make money or this, this thing. healthcare or healthcare. how do we improve the system oh they're taxing the system and how we like how do we make more as much money as possible or not get much money is it possible all these thoughts is noise and distracting from the present because ultimately the way we treat life is as if we go to a concert and wanting the, the DJ to DJ the fastest possible. Drop, 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 drop. <laughs> we, we, it's like going to a, a concert. EDM and you're waiting for that. Drop, 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 drop. There's yeah, no yeah, buildup. Yeah. You, you, you're not enjoying the moment. The best DJ would be the one to DJ the fastest. Or going to a classical music concert and whoever is the best conductor is the one who conducts the fastest tempo. Or the dancer. The, the best dancer must be the person who dances the fastest to a certain corner of the room. No. You don't go to a concert so they can DJ the fastest or conduct the fastest. You don't dance because you want to dance the fastest or a certain goal in the room. You dance because you are dancing in the moment. Life is not a journey. Stop treating it like a rat race. Stop treating it as in like, we have to do this now. Yeah, I would say life is a journey, but I understand what you mean. Yeah, it's, we commit now what you can do the best in this moment to yeah. make the world a better because place. Because that's, that's what gets me going. It's like, I just appreciate the journey to something. Yeah. Sometimes, so, and actually I would say most of the time, it's it's just as fun as reaching the end because sometimes at the I, I reach the end and i do have i'm filled with just so much joy and emotion but then there's this after effect where i'm going what now right you when you ask me what my goals are and my brain thinks differently because i, ch I challenged my brain and altered it over the last 10 15 years of constant habit changing to when you ask me what it looks like at the end i don't think about the end i think about what the dance looks like as a whole I don't think about what the, how the dance well, ends. It goes back to your Steve, Steve Jobs quote right, before right. you quote like, it. I don't think about a, a utopia world where like, you know, we solve criminal justice and we solve racism. I mean, I, don't, I, I, I have an idea, but I don't think like that. My brain is automatically habituated to think about what does the dance look like? Because in the moment, the way I look at the reality and the, and the way our universe is moving, I have an idea that the dance is going to be beautiful, that we will arc towards progress. I don't see the Agreed. end. There's no such thing as an Agreed. end because I never want the dance to end. Well, I don't want my kids to grow up in a world where there's nothing to fight for, yeah. that there's no progress. They'll be bored out of their mind. There's nothing to be resilient from or for or against. There yeah. always will be tragedies. There always will be human nature of people trying to fuck us over and make, right. make profit over lives lost or to try to game us and fight each other what justice looks like, being tough on crime and debate each other when they maintain the power. Mm -hmm. There's going to be like that. But I don't want to think about it. I don't want to give them that power, even that thought, because my power is my thought on what the dance looks like. How do we make it better? 
and that's South, the dance. South Park had this great episode where they were able to, in the future, a whole bunch of otters was finally oh, yeah. intelligent. That's also how they developed the Potlines of Family Guy. Right, right. Where, where they were, okay, I'm, I'm new to this. Where they were able to, I mean, this goes to like abolishing uh, crime and living in a utopian society. Right. So I guess in that universe, they thought it would be a great idea. They thought religion was a catalyst to a lot of the beef that was going on in the world. Okay. So they, they thought that if they wiped out religion, otters would stop fighting, that there will be peace. So... Um, they did successfully in far, far in the future. They were able to wipe out religion, but now they had uh, science as a religion. So they used that as a foundation, but now they had different forms of science, just like we have different forms of religion. Yeah. And right. they said, my science is better than your science. Different dom- denominations. And they yeah. were Sex. able to politicize it. And so. therefore, they were killing each other over whose science is the right science. Mm-hmm. And they went to war over it. It's very similar to what we're going on now. So it goes to what Calvin is saying, that there will always be some sort of conflict. Yeah, so stop bogging yourself, stop bogging yourself down with all these small little what should we should have with this, what's the right thing. There's no right and wrong or black and white. It's the shades of gray that matters more in the moment. Right? I, I don't believe in slavery or enslaved people, but there were plenty of good people at a certain time who believed that you know, they, they, they needed to own their slaves. I disagree vehemently. I think they were horrible people for doing that. But to, in their world, they think they were doing great. I mean, the, to my boggles my mind. But we can debate this to death about how we shouldn't have let them existed. Like, then, then, then we wipe out our own existences. We but, were cavemen. But in time, you're saying, in time, you know, the, the weights will kind of favor the towards rightful, justice. Towards justice, towards the rightful. That's hence progress. Yeah, yeah, I wish they didn't. History. To be honest, I wish they didn't exist. So I didn't. Ex- I don't have to exist. So the people don't have to suffer. But then that's not the reality we're dealt with. That's not the. And we have to then just do better. Just don't repeat the mistakes of our forefathers. I so, always say that so that we don't create an existence where they're regretting our existence. Hmm. I don't want yeah. everyone, someone to look in something in the future to look at us and to think and think about us in the same way I think about people who own slaves. I think that's going to happen. I Whether want, we want it to, but they're going to be, they, and but they're going to be in a different. That's point. why. That's why I strive to be better. That's why I strive to be plant based. That's why I strive to even now when I'm in yeah. my position. Those too. fuckers ate meat. Oh, <laughs> I think that's very valid. They're going to be like yeah. how barbaric they. They almost yeah. destroyed their planet with climate change, and yeah. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. I mean, Wait, I'm so not you're per- a vegetarian or try- you're a vegan? I, I just try- I'm trying. The last three weeks, I felt I've been feeling amazing though. Three weeks. Oh my god. It's the best three weeks of my life, like physically. Mm. Stop. I feel amazing. I'm, we've been literally talking for three to four hours. I haven't, you know, kind of like just jamming right now. Yo, yo, no, your energy. If, if I if I eat meat, most I've been can't like, keep up oh, with dude. me. Most be like, yo, I'm so fucking like my Maybe friends and the I. Smoothies are helping you. My, my friends moment. and I always kick around. Like what we do in a podcast, my friends and I, we do this in real life. Like we kick it in. Like just when we went on our road trip, we were sitting in a circle at a winery and we were just literally kicking it for hours, just talking shit. And we did that in the kitchen while we were cooking, but it was just in a form of podcast. But we didn't have mics and headphones and an audience. But everything's recorded down too. And I have to be very extra careful what's being That's recorded. The but then I was like, why does it matter? Because I've, I've always been unvarnished in the way I speak. But it, with the meat, if I would even have meat right now, I would ask, I would, I might be in my second water bottle. I still would keep up, but I'll be in my second, third water bottle right now. I barely drink my water. Why do you think that is? Do, do you think there's just a lot of health, unhealthy things that aren't nah, meat? Because just, when, when they say eat meat, I mean, like, stay away from red meat, understandable. But how about chicken breast, lean meat, fish? Yeah, just do whatever. Chicken the, breast the, is not the, that healthy. Wait, yeah, wait yeah, what? White meat, I heard too. It's yeah, not that healthy. it's yeah. very, it's heavily salted. Like, yeah, um, <gasps> that the way they process chicken. No, yeah, yeah. you're blowing my mind. Now stop. 
Let's go, let's go back to basics. Are you messing with me? Like, no, seriously? No, I'm not. Yeah. Chicken breast is not white scientific. Yeah, white meat okay. has been, there's some issues with that recently, too. It's like red wine. and Red wine is not healthy for you. All alcohol is, I mean, keep in right, mind, right. I did drink a little bit yesterday. I did have my, I did have my cousin's barbecue, not to be rude. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, the best kind of diet is the one that's sustainable and you enjoy. Right. I enjoy being plant-based. Every now and then, it's about a, it's every now and then, yes, I will have, you know, a piece of meat if it depends on the context of the situation. Do I need to have it anymore? No, I actually got out of my system. Just like I got soda out of my system. I used to drink a glass of Coke every day because I thought it was fruit juice and it tasted delicious. <laughs> and now, like, all of a sudden I woke up and I was like, I don't need it. I used to smoke hookah every two weeks or something like that, or every week with friends. Because I love yeah. how it makes us take deep breaths and talk for hours like this. I would have needed a hookah right now if I was eating meat just to, like, keep it going. Mm. Something. I was like, let's kick a hookah back. Yeah. Now I don't need, after the pandemic, I just woke up one day and didn't need it. It's got on my system. All right, so I have questions. How does one make that transition? Did you just kind of wake up and go, all right? Or did you did some real research and meal prep to make it easy and frictionless for you? I mean, it is a lot. Or is of, it still an uphill climb? To be plant-based, you, it requires a lot of privilege, to be honest. I have to be very self-aware. I have to, that's, I have to have the disclaimer. To have the, the disposable income to afford plants it's expensive diets. eating it's healthy expensive organic and things like that so i have to acknowledge that there's a lot of privilege to go back you know to it and there with that privilege comes a responsibility to have to do right by myself um but we can make it sustainable we can make plant-based food affordable and that's what we need to do and that those of those in power uh, to be able to do that behind the scenes like just like what we talk about in healthcare and how we teach medicine and how we you know do all these things in the respective avenues of you know decolonizing our spaces and making it less racist you know less misogynistic we do, we do every little bit counts. So I have to give that disclaimer. Yes, it's it's much easier when you have disposable income now, but we can take that and try to make it more accessible with our privilege. Secondly, is it just feels I just did it one day and I felt so good. And this is what? the first time. This is the first time. Wait, 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 wait. One day? Yeah. And then the second day it became even easier. Then wait, the, you you got an immediate ROI? Oh yeah. Oh my God. I was just like on. Just so light. Well, what, so what, what did I feel like? What more energy? Did you it, feel younger? Or these people can just hear in my radio voice. It just—that's what it felt like. It's just like it just hits you like that. Like a, it gave you feel, that Barry White. It feels sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it, yeah, you, just, you know, you know. It's just like when I wasn't eating meat, I was like, ah, oh, like, like I feel good. Ah, oh, I'm the man. I'm the Hulk. I'm the Hulk. But when I ate plant, when I went plant based for one day, I was just like, I just woke up. It's like, man, I was in Zen, just feeling good, feeling light. I had some energy, but it was a calm. But energy. did your workout change or anything? Did you have less I energy? Lift, I was lifting heavier. I was like, it was. I got. I've gotten bigger. I think in the last two weeks by going plant based. I mean, I did have to acknowledge that Arnold Schwarzenegger also said you should be plant based. He did say on a documentary and a lot of high level athletes. Which as well. documentary is this? I think this it's called I, Game Changers. Yeah, oh, Game I, saw that, I saw that like a I month ago, that. and I'm like, whatever, like you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then when I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm like, not. A, but a lot of people say that it, it, that documentary is biased. Yeah, it's it a bias. Like it Maybe some it cherry vegetarian it propaganda. Cher- it cherry picks. It can you be, it can be yeah. a little biased. But the the issue wasn't the document. The, 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 I was the documentary wasn't it. It was just the image of Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is who's a Republican who made politics. The Manly man, a big with different ways the Terminator. I do. But he, he's not a fragile man. He is man enough to say he screwed up. He is man enough to say I'm not confident to know everything. He's man enough to say I want to try plant based, and that's all I needed to see. So I was like, who am I to try something to to, to deny something to try deny trying something different? Who am I to deny that? Why not? And let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah. What am I? What do I have to lose? Really? Like, am I? My balls are gonna drop off? No. 
I'm man enough to be able to handle trying being vegetarian for one day. And we're like, I'm man enough to say I don't know everything. I'm man enough to say I suck at everything. So it dominoed into what, 20 days, 21 days now? One day became two days. Two days became three it's days. It's a lot easier. It's kind of like we're late. It takes 21 days to build a habit, a lasting habit. 26 attempts consistently is like the okay. rush or something with the word number six. So in it. what number was it for you? Did you feel oh my God, it wasn't weeks. a struggle eating meat anymore uh, three or, or craving? I mean, I have the pr disclaimer again, the privilege of living in New York City, being to afford to live in New York City, where I have like Access. Ja Ja Ja, yep. Bar Verde, by Chloe, Just Salad, Sweet Green, Dig In. Mm -hmm. That's like, I, uh, every day is like exciting. I was actually- And we're heading into salad season, right? With yeah. the warmer oh, weather. Like but it, I mean, you're looking, and just to put into context, people who aren't from New York, everything he's naming, it's like $20 for salads. Just about. Exactly. It's up there. It's yeah. expensive. I mean, digging is $8, actually, for a meal because they really stuff you. But the thing with plant-based is actually can be affordable because it makes you full faster. I do have a little bit of apple cider vinegar because I'm worried about, like, you know, becoming diabetic from all the sugary desserts I've had in my life. It's all adding up. I'm not diabetic or whatever, but, like, I just... And how does apple cider vinegar help It just that? makes your food stay in. It gets absorbed for longer. So your insulin spikes are slower. And therefore preventing uh, the insulin sugar resistance. cravings, but no, it prevents the insulin resistance that develops if you have too much spikes. Okay. And once you're insulin resistant, you have diabetes. There's too much sugar; it doesn't get absorbed. Insulin doesn't have the same effect absorbing the sugar. Okay, do you so take a teaspoon the, of the, apple cider before you go to bed, yeah, or like how does no, that No, when work? I wake up, I just have that. I just try it out. One teaspoon is yeah. enough. And I, I heard it also curves um, hunger. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of health benefits. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's all about having a positive, healthy relationship with food. Is what I'm trying to say, and I sure. now, if I have meat, I'm not going to feel guilty about it or feel mm. or try to starve myself for 20 hours. That's an eating disorder, yeah. you know. It's, when you have this antagonistic relationship with food, when you start treating it like a game, it gets on, it's on the gray side fence area. But if it's a thing where, it, like, if you lose the game, you're having fun and you're like, I'm putting a smile mm -hmm. on, then it's shifting to the positive. Then when it comes yeah. to like, generally, I eat plant based, but every now and then, if I want to celebrate and have you know treat myself or missing Korean barbecue or just don't want to be rude and it's culturally sen insensitive yeah. if I go to a foreign country and I don't eat meat I will eat I will eat it because one day I am man enough to acknowledge I am not perfect yeah. and I will never be perfect I'm a monster right I'm one step away from becoming a monster my hands are filthy I've eaten entire farms in a single meal I, I literally like am the guy that the garbage can that just has murdered so many animals and I feel like it's not necessary anymore I'm man enough to even say this is not right, you know, this doesn't feel good anymore. And I actually had so much of it, I'm not missing it anymore. I know exactly what slow cooked pork belly tastes like. I don't need to buy it again. I know exactly, it's like the same thing as like, do you really need that Snickers bar? If you're dying and starving and there's nothing else, then it's the same thing as, you know, Ramadan. The Holy Quran did not say, you know, starve yourself even if, you know, you're about to die. No, if you're about to die, please eat. That's disrespectful to your body to like even allow yourself to be one. If you're sick, please eat. You know, it's, 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 a, it's the same idea, you know? Mm. So, you know, and it comes to, you know, eating meat when it has to be plant-based, just forgive self-forgiveness. That's why I never believe in self-esteem. Self-esteem is bullshit. Mm. Fuck your self-esteem. Wow, let's... So this whole idea that I'm perfect, I deserve the best, I need to be do this, it's just, it's just, it's a con, it, that's the driving force of so many mental health issues because the moment you make a mistake, which everyone is inevitably about to we'll do, make. we'll make yeah. a mistake, you some crashing down, like, oh my God, I'm a terrible person, oh my God. Nah, nah, nah. You get stressed that, out. You get stressed yeah. out and you start starving yourself and it becomes a negative feedback system, all because of that little concept of self-esteem. What's better than self-esteem is self-forgiveness. Constantly forgive yourself. If you truly love yourself, you will forgive yourself. A person who truly loves you will support you and forgive you no matter 
how much you do it, no matter what you do. That is such a key thing. You don't need to stay together in that kind of relationship, but you can love that person. Yeah. I love plenty of my former partners who I celebrate them because I have nothing, no ulterior motive anymore. I've gotten out of my system. I only wish them the best. Yeah. You know, and that's love. And you have I to speak to yourself kindly. And if I could do that for my former partners, why can't I do that for myself? Yeah. Yeah, that's so important. I, I, I mean, I wish I knew a lot of what you were saying. I like if I were younger, I wish I bumped into someone having this discussion. It's spaces like these that allow for because I've never said any of this stuff and realizing this stuff until now. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I knew it. So I the conversations were were never had that you had. Yeah, this right now space. being able to oh, say all this, yeah, this so whole, that's perfect. Seeing this whole world yeah. as a dance instead of going yeah. to the end, and the whole like oh, how, do very we, beautiful. how do we fix racism and and you know, we disagreed on certain things. I'm on yeah. certain whatever, and I realized like what's the point? We're fighting like there's no point. At the end of the day, I don't actually don't know the ending. What it looks like, I can't answer yeah, that question. I know either. what it, but I know me what the neither. dance looks like. I know the mm-hmm. effort looks like yeah. having that conversation. Maybe that conversation will will turn to bust. Hey, drug dealer, are you sick of you being a drug dealer all your life? And blah, blah, blah. maybe yeah. there's like yeah, I love being a drug dealer. Don't don't legalize weed. I love to do that. And then the whole thing falls apart. A different drug dealer take him out that that and that aligns take, with your vision right right and take that drug dealer <laughs> and that drug dealer convinces the other drug dealers like yo that guy has a point fine because you want to do it you're my bro i'll listen to you i didn't like that guy but if you like this guy fine and then you create a virus right. in a good way and maybe that's the thing but maybe it's all bs or maybe i'm just talking out of my butt but the thing is i know what the dance looks like and it's beautiful when i'm in it we wanted to have that space to have these discussions and a lot of the times it's i mean you're very articulate and you. you make a lot of sense and you take a very pragmatic approach with a lot, and philosophical as well. And you back it up with a lot of facts. And sometimes, even when you do all that, you can still be wrong, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. You can still it. have the wrong answer where everything comes out and where, where you did all you can to get the best information. And for whatever reason, it just didn't age well. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make you a bad person. You know, that's why I can respectfully disagree with Norm you anyone my parents but still love them and still enjoy their company my wife you know we disagree all the time but we respect each other and it's not a we would never make it personal we stick to the subject matter that's being discussed and we leave it at that it's like as a basketball saying yo leave it all on the court and that's all that is like while we're playing basketball i'm gonna get at you i'm gonna put my body on you i'm gonna do everything i can to what seems like embarrass you or hurt you or win but at the end of the day after the game, we're shaking hands. We're going, hey, you want to grab a bite? Want to grab a drink and hang out? And, and it's all good. Nothing but laughing smiles. We don't go, damn, you fucking put an elbow on my back before, man. Oh, yo, you crossed me over. You dunked on me. I hate you. There, there isn't any of that feeling that carries over. And, mm-hmm. and I try to take that and use it in life with conversation because I think that it's, it's a good way to live. There's if, a lot of lessons in that. If only every activist movement or people of certain belief systems who disagree can only see the big picture and realize they're on the same team at the end of the day. But no one starts off like that. If you start off every meeting saying, hey, we're going to disagree, we're going to point fingers, we're going to avoid the circular firing squad, but we're going to disagree, no activism but another activism, we're going to come out of here with a solid plan. If only people just say that one statement, that is your win-win, but no one thinks about saying it. That's what I mean by finding that art. How do we solve criminal justice? Or well, if you just do one small extra thing they're just saying it like, hey, we're on the same team here. We all want da 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 Okay, we're going to fight. We're going to put this on the wall. So we're going to fight and disagree. But remember, don't let the terrorists win. We're going to come out of this This united. is the Death Star. This is the Death Star. <laughs> if you yeah. just draw the thing, you literally save millions and millions of dollars of trying to fix a broken, or, 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 or not a broken, a system that's designed to, to screw us over. Mm. Gotcha. By, Dismantle by a system. Using this as a compass. 
Yeah, it's, it's just draw it. It's like a, it literally takes five seconds. It's free. You just need a marker and just draw on the wall saying, hey, we're going to fight each other. We're going to disagree. But remember, the Death Star. We need to be united coming out of this. And you know what? A lot of smart people that I discuss with, whether they're black, white, Latino, Asian, subscribe to the same mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm. and beliefs and where we should move and who the real enemy is. There's a lot of noise out there, and cutting through that can sometimes be confusing. But that's the that's why we dance. That's why we play basketball to to cut through the noise. Basketball's yeah. all a noise, and you just basically have a goal, and you have this art. Mm-hmm. Dancing, it's all, 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 all like raging, and you're just creating a circle to be able to make it beautiful. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it wouldn't be fun without the noise. It wouldn't be worth the effort. Yeah. Calvin, thank you so much for giving your time and your knowledge oh. and sharing. We got to have you back on again, man. Sure. I, I, it's been a very, I, I enjoyed pleasure. your conversation. I mean, we were, I, I, I kind of lost track of time, but I can tell it's been a while, but it certainly doesn't feel that way. Yeah, I think uh, we almost hit the record with Calvin. Oh. Almost. 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 Think, three think, uh, hour, I think it's a three hour podcast, but I think we had a three and a half hour before or four with uh, uh, Sergeant, Steve. Yeah. Sergeant Steve Lee. Yeah. We, can, we can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> I can we can my, we can out to Steve. My sorry. batteries can't take it. I think <laughs> that's the thing. Norm's giving me the signals. Going, this camera is about to go. <laughs> the camera's about to go, and that's why you guys should donate to our Patreon because if you guys wanted five hours of Calvin or future, no, I think people uh, are like, oh my god, this insufferable. No, guy pe- that talks people about take himself. actually no. Some people hit us up and goes, I I enjoy this conversation and would have listened to it longer. I would have liked. I know this was like an hour and a half or two hours for certain podcasts, and they go, I would have liked. To see more, hear more, uh, or can you have that guest back? Okay. You know, well, so I live I ten like, minutes away, so oh, so, w- I'm a do ten you minute still, walk away. Oh, do you still live in Upper? upper no, West? I lived. I, I live in NoHo now. Oh, okay. Hey, right. I right. love that. That's my actually my dream is to get like a dope, dope um, pre-war bachelor pad kind of loft. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can get uh, a bachelor pad anymore. <laughs> well, th- not not as official bachelor, but yeah. like I just I, no bedrooms. Huge. Oh, it's a loft, like a big. Yeah, yeah. I live in I live in a studio loft. Oh, nice. Uh, one bedroom, technically, but yeah. well, studio loft. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Just one big open space. I don't have to worry about you yeah, know just any by. walls. Rates are really a, affordable. We could do a podcast over at Hey, yeah. we would have done space. It. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's designed. It was designed as an art gallery. Um, <sighs> perfect. Gosh. I'm gonna so, fall in love <laughs> with this place now. Yeah, come on. It's soundproofed. Yeah. It's like a perfect square for sound acoustics. Oh, we should have did it there. Um, no, it's up to you. I mean, I, it's there. The sellers are really aggressive. Rates are. I mean, speaking of this is like first world problems right now. I'm feeling really kind of. But like there is the market right now is sellers aggressive. They want to get out. Um, and Wait, rates. did you buy the place or are you renting? I bought the place. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, like recently, like the during the pandemic, I heard like prices no, we like really were depressed. Looking looking before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then uh, we had uh, found it, and then the pandemic happened, and they're like, okay, well, there's nothing else to do but just. Hey, I sell hope it. I hope more health care people in that industry that pushed through COVID could find their little slice of heaven. If that's mm-hmm. buying your own pad, if that's eating a certain dish that you like or being with spending more time vacation with, or, Hey, you know, I will applaud. I root for that. I'm not a hater. I love hearing people's success stories and what makes them happy. If it doesn't hurt anyone, I am all for that. And I love to see, I mean, you, you see me since the longest and every time Norm had a win, I felt like I won too. I, you know, it's like if I could root for the Knicks or the Giants or any sports franchise, and I don't even know any of those guys, then my circle of friends, I should be a bigger fan because maybe I could have some of, I can share in that 
because I know them and then they can bring me with them in certain areas. Like Norm can invite me over to barbecues now. I have a place to hang out and sleep over, you know? So, um, I'm trying to Why get a vacation in, home. Because so. you have full of you're yeah. full of love. You yeah. Know, you don't even have, there's no there's no jealousy, there's no envy. You don't have one of the seven sins. You're not entitled it's to anything. It's in me. It's certainly oh, in me. Because the, good people is one step away from that monster. You know yeah. what you're capable of. In a bad place, yeah. both of us can just be like, Norman, yeah. I'm happy for you. But there's yeah. <laughs> but there's I, that struggle. There's yeah. a struggle. But yeah. the you're always trying. Because you're aware yeah. of the monster. Mm-hmm. We're always oh, aware of the monster. I'm always keeping it at Bruce Banner has his Hulk. Yeah. You know, he be, he doesn't he didn't get he doesn't get rid of Hulk. What happens? He becomes like Professor Hulk. Yeah. He like he just like you know what? It's a friend. And that's the best Hulk. Yep. Tony Stark uses yep. his like egotism to then do and his paranoia. I mean, he has a whole arc to it. People, that's why people I love, love his arc. Well written. Yeah, and eventually he just he just proves that he does care about the other people. Obviously, while still being Tony, he didn't like completely lose his egotism. He was still mm-hmm. cocky until the end. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he used it to like. But- but that's a mean. He like, has so much charisma. Holy I, I shit! Know, and, but that's why I don't want to like keep going. But like, it's just so beautiful when I started realizing the pandemic that taking care of yourself. Oh, I don't want to wear masks. It's me only. I don't believe in this pandemic. It's me, 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 me. I don't want to do what society. Does. I want to lock down. It's me, 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 me. That's actually self harm. You're not actually being truly taking care of yourself. If you, people like to think that way, because that's the easy way to think about it. But if you just think a little harder, as we had just said. You realize it's actually more selfish in a good way if you take care of the people around you. If you invest in your community by putting on a mask or getting vaccinated at your own expense, right? But the risk reduction is that it's, you know, COVID is everywhere. You get vaccinated, you put on a mask, you follow, you know, you do the lockdown. You're not being a sheep, if you will. You're actually being very selfish because these are the same people by investing in those people, by doing those actions. These are the same people who is going to take care of you when it's your turn to get sick or fall down. Mm. I'm being very selfish, honestly. I'm that monster. I'm usually basically using that monster, the self-preservation asshole that I grew up as. It's like, oh me, I'm, I'm only. I was raised as an only child. You know that, that there are definitely a lot of things that I'm not proud of that I've done to then take that and utilize to myself to realize, like, you know what? It's actually much better off Machiavellian-wise to take care of the people around you. Because generally, I'd love to do that. I want to do that because I'm in a better place now. But also, if it satisfies the monster, yeah, being Professor Hulk, I'm, I'm treated as a friend. So that when I when it's my turn to get sick or fall down or get hurt, the, I know I can count on the other people because I took care of them because they're going to step up for me. And that's the best. That's the way to stay alive. Yeah. You see the bigger picture. You know, I, this is what I always tell Norm. And uh, I guess the camera capped out on me. It's OK. We'll just put it on Calvin because because uh, yeah. <laughs> his camera still works because we we put the best camera on the guests. But um, see my legs, uh, pale legs. I, Norm and I always have this conversation and we go, no matter what happens, you know, a, a key fact that we have to look at. Is, I mean, our mantras, you know, since we knew each other, is not to be dicks to one another. Uh, however, we will say how it is. We won't pent up with, you know, a lot of fake nice niceness. We're not going to do that. But a key thing, we go, no matter what, since we're working together on so many levels, we need to make sure that we don't, we have to be careful of the green eye monster. Yeah. We, we cannot be jealous of each other, each other's success, especially... You know, for whatever reason, like you, you, like uh, Cain and Abel, you know, yeah. two brothers can be, you know, it seems like the people that you know, they're doing better no matter how you gauge it. If you look at Elaine and they're doing better than you somewhere else, they can be the devil on your shoulder that gets power over you and you get disdain for this person and you look to kill them in that or whatever way, like damage that relationship somehow. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen that where for whatever caused that jealousy to be present... They use that emotion and they acted upon it, and that destroyed so many relationships. 
The trick is not to get rid of it. The trick is to greet it as a friend. Have a healthy relationship. Don't with suppress it. your envy. Let it just. If you suppress it, it's going to manifest in worse, worse behaviors and ways. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. Treat it as a friend, just like how Bruce Banner and the Hulk. He becomes it. He doesn't get rid of the Hulk. It's like treat it as a group, as a greed, as an old friend, where like the envy exists because it only to reframe it. It's like okay, it's not a bad part of me. It is a bad part of me. It's a monster part of me. This envy side, but it's not really ultimately that bad because I'm going to reframe that envy as a sign of what I don't dislike about myself that I can improve on. What am I missing in my life so I can work on it? I'm happy for them actually. But then you just basically take that. You actually. Validate that energy. It's like that angry person in your life, your partner who gets angry. Don't invalidate them. Don't ignore them. Validate their anger. Validate the envy. Where, but where's then you? Then you know where it's really coming. Oh, they're actually angry because you know it was a misunderstanding, a miscommunication, or, the, or maybe the it, it put a, a highlighted a part of their life that they were trying to bury away. Maybe, exactly, something with their parents. Maybe it's not personal, so you don't take it personally. Right. Say something. So with the envy, is it personal? Is it something? Then you start validating it, and now the envy is like, okay, this is why I'm really like exist. Exactly. It's because you're missing this part. You're like, maybe you should be plant based. <laughs> maybe you should be a little healthy. Maybe you should work out. Maybe it's like, or maybe it's nothing at all. Maybe it's your dad, just like the trauma yeah. that your dad. And you, now that you thought about your dad, you're feeling much better. Yeah. And now I'm just gonna just hang out here with powerless because you just actually gave me some time. And then the envy doesn't manifest in a negative way. You actually now much happier. And then now you know what to work on. And then you address it. And no one gets hurt. And the behavior wise is that your friend would be none the wiser. That right. you, and, you have and your friend's like, oh, he was pretty chill about it. Well, deep down you could have been like, but yeah. outwards you're like, you're not ignoring it. You're not repressing. You're just more like, hmm. Wow, it's not my friend actually. It's me. Mm. But you know what? I love myself. Self-forgiveness and not yeah. self-esteem. Yeah. I'm a monster, but then my monster is my friend. Yeah. And now my monster is placated, cool. And I'm going to give my head friend a hug. The way I think about it is they're not really out to get you per se. They're more looking at their own benefit at times. So Self-preservation. Yeah. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Well said. That is beautiful. That said, we will wrap it up for real this time. Cal, I beat Sergeant Steve. Any last yeah. words? I guess no, you had not the last a, word. It's not, it's not a competition. <laughs> yes, it I love is. you, man. Whoever who you are, you are. <laughs> I love you guys. You're welcome anytime, Thanks. and we would absolutely love to come have over. You. Grab a beer. I mean, I don't. I try not to drink. Anymore. You know, I, I wanted grab to say a, that early on. Um, not alcoholic. That beer. your your relationship, your recent relationship with um, meat, is my recent relationship with alcohol. I've been dry for almost a month now. How does it feel? amazing like i the first week i couldn't feel it it yeah, was really, really i was like oh this is not making a change but i'm a lot faster mentally uh i i sleep much better i lost a lot of weight nice um and it's not weight that people can see because i'm tall it's more like body weight like i could see like like my ab area my stomach the gut you know the yeah. the beer gut you know it's kind of reduced big time you can actually see some abs now coming back just in time for summer yeah and <laughs> the best uh, time. certainly more energy and i heal and recover much faster and there's i mean there's just some things that i didn't expect and the be, reason it could be the vaccine the, <laughs> the reason that i stopped the reason that i stopped drinking was because I looked at it somewhat what you were saying before and I connected with it. It's just like I've been there. I've done that. I know what it feels like. And it's just like a replay every single time. And I'm saying, you know what? I, I want to try something new. I want to re, uh, perhaps revisit my younger days before I had a relationship with alcohol because I was so happy. I was so happy at that stage without alcohol. Why can't I do it as an adult? So I'm testing that out. I don't know. If, I'm not saying I quit alcohol forever, um, but... I mean, I'm giving myself some roadway, but I am saying that uh, I, for the last month, it's it's been pretty easy. It's been pretty it's, easy. It's a friend that you can greet in with confidence, yeah. but you don't. It doesn't control you. 
Exactly. All right. That's it. Calvin, any last words? No, man. Stay, stay classy. All right. Thank you for all, all right. your work. Much love to you and everybody yep. out there putting their lives on the line. Appreciate you. Thank yes. you. Appreciate Lucky you. boys out. Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for the rest of our episodes.